0: This episode of Little Bit of Life podcast is brought to you by Rusty Arrows Boutique. If you go to their website, rustyarrowsboutique.com, the first thing you're gonna see is an amazing quote from the one, the only, Dolly Parton. Find out who you are and do it on purpose. I came across this amazing company that is not only run by moms, but supports moms. They are an amazing duo that became best friends and quickly decided at the start of this past year that they wanted to start a business. They have the most incredible, cute, boho, western, wear and let me tell you whether you are a size zero or let's be real whether you're like most of us females you're a four you're a six you're a eight you're a two a three or a four plus they make everything possible that you could want and need to feel good about yourself from graphic tees dresses tops and jewelry make sure you check them out they have all new drops for fall and guess what curvy is here make sure to check them out at rustyarrowsboutique.com
1: Welcome to Little Bit of Life Podcast with your host, Tabitha, better known as Little. A lot of you may know her from social media, but Little is shown off the apps, dedicated to having the real, raw, and occasional chats about what we seem to think, but don't say. Special guests will join in along the way that have impacted her in a profound way. Very little is left off limits. So sit back, enjoy, and here's
0: your host. Welcome to Little Bit of Life. I am your host, Tabitha Better, known as Little on Social Media. Today, I have a special guest. You've seen her on TikTok. You've seen her on Instagram. You've seen her on some of those not very nice websites. And you've seen her being open and raw and vulnerable, whether it's talking about politics, whether it's talking about being a mother, whether it's talking about her viewpoints and creating a life for herself and also for her child. But here's my big question. When you talk about Brianna, the It's Brianna on social media, who is she? What is she about? And I always try and remind people that with social media and creators, we give you what we want you to see. Those five second, 30 second, three minute clips, that's just a clip or a piece of our life that we want you to be a part of, but what happens when all of the negativity comes crumbling down? What happens when the phone is put down? What happens when the laptop and all of technology is put to the side? Who are you at the end of the day? How were you raised? How does your heart take all of the negativity and also the positivity? What does this do to your mental health? I am so excited to have Brianna on with us today to talk about everything from how she was raised, being a mom, social media expectations, a little bit of politics thrown in because why not, and everything and anything in between. So sit back, open your mind, and let's get started.
1: I have questions. I might have accidentally. You know, you, you seem to know me best. It's not a whole lot of things in this life that stress me out. So she told me something that I think a lot of other content creators need to hear. She told me, she said, Brianna, just because you don't post about it, doesn't mean it's not happening. You got messed with the wrong bit. Let's take a little trip down memory lane. Let's go.
0: Hey guys, welcome into another episode, Little Bit of Life podcast. We talk about everything that we seem to think but don't say. And I have a guest on today that you've seen her everywhere. If you have TikTok, Instagram, social media, and yes, there are a few apps that, you know what, I don't even support. And we're going to talk about that today too. So I have Brianna on with us today. And it's so interesting because I'm so happy to have you on. We talked about so many different things and having this epic generational curse of social media. We are growing up with it. We introduced it. And now we're almost responsible for how our life looks to the outside. So, thank you for coming on today. How's your morning going?
1: It's been pretty good. I dropped my little boy off at school this morning, which God, I don't know why school no I know why school starts so early, but it, every morning I think that 630 isn't going to come as early as it does. And my God, it does. It gets earlier and earlier every day. And I'm just like, no, we need to quit having school being so early.
0: Yes. And energy Ugh. drinks, monster, nothing can get you ready for that morning pickup. Like it's how you look is how you look. <laughs>
1: I'm telling you, I dropped him off in my dad's old, like PJs from the 90s and like my old hunting jacket <laughs> from like two years ago. Like I was looking so, I don't, I do not give a shit in the morning how I look. Like, please judge me by all means. Exactly. I'm getting a child ready on my own. so.
0: So many people, when I started to advertise and state who the guest was on this episode today, I love rustling feathers. I've done this ever since I joined TikTok. I've done this ever since I started this podcast. And I love picking people's brains on what we seem to think about who people are, who they show you, all the things that they show you on social media. Because as a reminder, for those creators that you're watching on social media, we choose what you see in our life. And
1: it's 110%. It's
0: not our entire life. So it was interesting when I said, Hey, I have this, you know, I have this guest coming on. And it's so funny. The people that came back and said, I'm so excited. I can't wait. I want to listen. And then the ones that came back, they're like, I'm just not sure. And I'm like, ruffling feathers. I'm diving in. (laughs) Why? I don't know if I like her. Perfect. Why? And no one could give an answer because in reality, we only know. Brianna, for who you show us in those three minute clips, sixty second clips. So right. my big question is, who are you as a person? Like, how did you grow up? Like before high school, before like we were learning, okay, who are we? And then we're gonna age ourselves here, but we introduced social media. So like we had Myspace. Yes, and Zanga. Oh my God. Oh, yes. Jesus. So how was like your upbringing, like before high school, like, you know, in school, did you love school? Did you have like, you know, did you grow up in a small town? Who Who is Brianna? Like we're getting to know who you really are. Yeah. So
1: I grew up in, well, it's not small anymore, but I grew up in a, because everybody and their mother's moving here, but I grew up in a small town, very quiet. Doors were always unlocked. Um, and I actually, I liked school from the social standpoint of it. Shocker. Mm -hmm. Um, And also another shocker, I got in trouble a lot for talking too much. (laughs) And I, I actually, I had some really good teachers along the way that encouraged me to, you know, never stop being the social butterfly that I was. Um, but then there was a time when I was so incredibly painfully shy Mm -hmm. to the point where my mom was just, my, my mom didn't know what it was. She thought I was being ugly to people. So she would discipline me because she thought I was just intentionally not saying hi to people when I was a kid. But that was because I had gone through some stuff as a child,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um, that I had retracted back and, um, just from everybody in life. And I think that was like around like five to eight years old, but I grew up really, really simple. Mm-hmm. Just, I, you know, I've got an older brother, I've got a younger brother and, um, just very simple life. And then I was bullied very, very heavily in middle school, um, for being overweight. i w mm-hmm. I'm only five, three. I know online people are like, you look like you're five, six or five, seven. I'm like, no, I'm a little, I'm a little tiny tot, um, <laughs> So I was bullied very, very heavily in school for my weight. Um, Like people would put like the uh, ketchup in the seat. So it looked like I like started my period. They put Sprite down my backpack to make it look like I was peeing going down the hallway. And I just would come home crying. And I just asked my mom, I was like, can I please, for the love of God, be homeschooled in high school? Mm -hmm. And it finally, she finally was like, okay, we'll do it. And she wanted me to do this like other kind of like do a private school, but it was, it was too expensive at the time because my dad, when I was 14 years old, almost had um, a heart attack. Mm. And so she didn't do the whole like private school route, but she, uh, yeah, she put me in these little homeschool groups and I get shit so much. We were like, how did you do this? You were homeschooled. And I'm like, my God in heaven. (laughs) <laughs> like, I'm so glad that you guys were there in the 1990s and in the 2000s. Right? Oh my God. People think that they know everything because I, anyways, anyways, okay. Ahead of myself. So yeah, I was homeschooled in high school and um, parents raised me with very, just, you know, uh, simple values. And uh, I strayed away from a lot of those in my early twenties, but it's funny how you kind of come back to that stuff as mm-hmm. an adult, mm-hmm. you know, we're like almost crave that simplicity again. Yeah. And um people like I was telling you people would be very very surprised to know that I have an incredibly soft side of me. It only comes out when I feel emotionally safe around people because people will take advantage of that and they will run with it and they will run you to the ground and they will make fun mm-hmm. of you for it. And so that's why like who I portray myself on social media is who I am. Mm-hmm. I have never been fake on social media, That, but it's a part of me. Right. You know, so, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's crazy that people think that they know me based off of things that I put out on the internet. It's very calculated what I put out and I went to college at, at a very small, small college in St. Augustine and then moved back home because I had way too much fun. <laughs> Way too much fun. I was a little beach party school. And then I graduated in 2012, met my ex-husband and we got married, had a baby and got divorced in 2019 and downloaded this little app called TikTok in 2020. And there you go.
0: So crazy. So being that, I feel like I love how you said we we tend to kind of cycle back. So we always we always live and we think, you know, I grew up in a very small town too. And, you know, my grandfather was the sheriff. My mom was a teacher. Mm-hmm. My dad, you know, ran the track team and I was always outside mm-hmm. and playing with friends. And I feel that we are that last generation that didn't lock yeah. our doors. Yes. That the sun came up. We grabbed our bikes. We knew the time right. to come home was not based on a phone, but it nope. was when it got dark or when we got a flat tire on our bike like it was game yeah. over.
1: And you always knew wherever the uh my mom always said we always knew where you kids were based
0: off of where the like
1: whose driveway the bikes were in. And yeah. it was either the lights came on, the street lights came on, which god knows we didn't even get street lights in our neighborhood till like the late 90s, Same. late 90s yeah. early 2000s. And then um or my dad would do like this whistle and I can still hear it to this day and if you if he had to whistle a second time you were done. Like you were not going back outside. But and like my mom, you know, was a and still is, you know, even though all of us kids are grown, she was a homemaker growing up because my mom and dad decided when she got pregnant, he said, I want you to stay home if you're okay with it and Mm -hmm. raise our children. And because raising children is by far the most important and hardest job in this society. And mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody says being a working mom. Yes, you are working and you, you have that career and that job, but then you come home and you're a mom, that mom job is so hard because it doesn't yeah. end just because those babies go to bed. And when you do that full time, it is so underappreciated and so undervalued. Mm-hmm. And I saw my mom do it for, you know, for all three of us kids. And I, Lord, I, we get a break when our kid, when my kid goes to school, I get a break. Mm-hmm. I do. And it's, I don't know, but yeah, we, we you're right. We are the the last generation to kind of have that hold on what it was like to truly grow up being a kid.
0: Yep. I think that's why we might have expectations of how we are communicating with each other in society. Because I mean, back in the day, we didn't have. I remember when I got a pager, and I'm like, "This is probably the coolest thing I've ever girl, had in my I didn't entire even life."
1: Have a pager? I didn't even get a cell phone till I was
0: 16. <laughs> I'm like, "This is a pager." Now looking back, I'm like, "What in the world were you going to do with a little clear pager clipped to your oh, little clear Jeep one? pocket?" Like, okay. But-
1: I I remember this girl Amanda. Amanda had a pager in 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 uh God was it seventh grade mm-hmm. seventh grade or eighth grade and I was so jealous I was like she's got a pager I'm like Dad can I have a pager He's like no I am your pager No
0: Yep Yep and we would if you wanted to play with someone or have a sleepover or just even spend time because we were always we lived in this era of like, you know, we communicated, we played, we had to drive, you know, or ride our bikes miles and miles and miles just to knock on the door and no one's home and you go all the way back home. So I think we're almost reverting backwards of, we expect that kind of small communication now. And now that everything is so accessible on the internet, let's be, I don't think people even know how to communicate in person because you see everybody out to dates and dinners and on the phone. But then when they have the phone, how are we communicating with each other? Which brings me to social media. And you got on social media, you said in 2020. I'm assuming Mm -hmm. it's probably when everybody else jumped on it of COVID. We were all locked up and we didn't have that form of communication. What Mm -hmm. was your idea or maybe your expectation of the app when you joined? Um, so
1: it's funny because my older brother would send me TikToks like all the time, and I remember sending a text saying, Robert, please stop sending me TikToks, I'm not going to download it. Mm-hmm. And then one day I was just, it was April of 2020 when everybody did it, and I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna do it. And so I did like maybe three or four. TikToks and I just kept, I just kept going. And then I, I didn't, I don't even think I had any expectation for it. Mm -hmm. I think I just did it just for fun. And, um, I remember doing my, uh, very first political post in June and then when, yeah. And then it just, it kind of just took off from there and it was very accidental. And, the problem with TikTok is it makes these p- very average, everyday people think that there's something, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it feeds the egos. And to a point, everybody is a, a is a narcissist, like to a, to an extent. Agreed. You know, what I mean? like, yeah. We all like we're all selfish. It's human nature. It's just a matter of if you are clinically a narcissist, like that's where it gets. You know, that mm-hmm. that's where it comes to. You. But no, I didn't really have any expectations. And then, then my account, my first first account, um, just blew up. Um, if you don't have the right people in your corner to keep you humble and keep you grounded, you will um, lose sight very, very quickly of why you started yeah. it and why you... Keep making videos, and I'm very grateful to have my parents and one of my best friends of 30 plus years, and another girlfriend of mine I've been friends with for five years in my corner to be like Brianna. You, you know, I think that you just need to, because I had this conversation with a girlfriend of mine probably a couple weeks ago. Um, because when you do what I do for a living, and even you, it's like the lines get blurred of everyday life and work life. Yep. Because you, I don't clock in, I don't clock out. It is. All yep. day my brain is thinking, okay, what can I do for content? Because it get especially now when the app is so infiltrated, you're you feel you're only as good as your last viral video. Yep. And you're so afraid of and anybody who says numbers don't matter lying asses lying. Yeah. <laughs> we don't put out content to get no views i don't i'm calling every whole ass creator out every single one of them we all care about the numbers Yeah. because if we yep. do this for a living the numbers equal brand deals the numbers equal followers the numbers equal we get to not have to clock in and clock out and make somebody mm-hmm. else money because mm-hmm. that, that it's. an I so many creators don't want to admit that but it is the damn truth. We all I care about numbers. You freaking kidding me? My god, well my first yeah. account went down at almost a million. I I cried in my car and I still think about that damn account every day. <laughs>
0: oh. With you coming out and starting with the political and I love and I'm mentioning this because I know I'm going to have listeners that are like, well that's the person that I know. Okay. Just because you start with something, it's like life It's not like you learn to crawl and then you just crawl the rest of your life. You learn to walk, you learn to run, you learn whether maybe your left foot's bigger than your right foot, you learn about yourself. So with the platform, you started with politics. If you even would have talked Mm -hmm. five years ago, a female coming out, because I've done a lot of political stuff. I mean, listeners know where I stand, but I like showing my opinion, which is key. And then having other people give their opinion so we can learn together and not fight against each other. Five years ago, a female coming out and talking about politics was just unheard of. Not, not heard of. Yeah. So did you grow up in like a very political driven family or was it something that as you started to see how society was kind of going in and out of different situations without us diving into it? Um, Cause you know, everyone has this, their own opinion. What kind of got you started with politics?
1: Man. So I, I I wouldn't say that my family was necessarily political. Um, it it was, we always grew up in a very patriotic home. We always, you know, my parents always made us aware of what D day was. They always made us aware of what exactly the fourth was and what Memorial day was and what veterans day was. Mm -hmm. So we were very aware because my mom's dad and my dad's dad are, um, that were veterans. Um, they mm-hmm. past like my mom's dad was in the Navy and then my, uh, for World War II, he actually lied about his age so that he could go to war early. So, uh, it's just funny like that, like, how do we go from like my grandfather lying about his age to go fight for this country's freedom to we're afraid of n- these guys being called the wrong pronoun, but anyways, exactly. Ah. Yeah. Oh, I can't stand this generation. Okay. Um, <laughs> And then my dad's dad went to the Korean War, um, in as a as a Marine. But mm-hmm. so, you know, I always knew that they were that they went and fought for this country. But I don't think that I became very political probably until, um, I don't know, probably after Obama. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, like I I just don't really think that I cared that much, simply yeah. because. I don't, I, I didn't have my son. And th- when I had him, it wasn't just about me anymore. And it was about him growing up in the America that I grew up in. And I started to see the, the immense amount of division within this country. And some people will say, well, you contributed to the division. Okay. You can have your opinion on that. Opinions are like assholes. Okay. Like uh, who, who cares? Yeah. Um, but it, it started, I started to get very politically involved, uh, definitely probably like in 2019 and yeah, 2019, 2020 mainly was when it took off just because I saw this country going downhill very quickly. And I couldn't just sit back and not voice my opinion on it because I, it's what I'm passionate about. And it's, I've never been one to sit back and be quiet. Even when I was in kindergarten, my teacher would sit there and she would tell me, she would tell all the class, all right, now guys, don't don't say a word. I don't want to hear a peep out of you. And my little five-year-old ass, I went, <laughs> so you tell me not to do something, I'm going to do it. Right. You know, but I just, I don't know. I love this country that I grew up in and I want my son to be able to grow up in the same country that I did and not have to worry about losing a job over a medical decision, a very personal medical decision, Um, him not have to lose friends over political affiliations. um, Because I still don't believe that just because you're affiliated with the right wing, that doesn't make you a good person, doesn't automatically make you a good person. My best friend of 30 plus years is hardcore liberal. We don't agree on anything politically, but I would put my life on the line 10 times over for that girl. Mm-hmm. And it's just a matter of, I just, I, but yeah, again, I saw this country just going downhill and I was like, you know what? And then I saw people saying these things about Trump and I'm just like, that's just not true. He never said yeah. that. He never said that. And it's just trying to get to me. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to say, I'm going to say what he said. He said this, he didn't say that. And people hate him based off of a narrative that mm-hmm. they think they, they, and it goes back to the social media. You think, you know, somebody based off of what is put out there about them. When yeah, you really yeah. don't, you really, like, even I, I don't, I don't even know Trump, but I just, I know what he stands for. It doesn't mean I agree with everything he says, but. Yep. Yeah. So it just, it just kind of took off after I made that one video about s- voting for Trump and not old
0: touch of shoulders, university, Joe Biden, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I I love that you said that your best friend is a hardcore liberal because so many people think, okay, this is your political standpoint, you don't associate yeah. with anyone that's different than you. You have to go, you know, your way or the highway. And I have a best friend of mine, she lives in Florida and uh she's my moderator, mm-hmm. lover to death. She's come here to visit and vice versa, and she's the same. She is a hardcore liberal and she's like I love you and I love that you posted. I know you're going to post something about politics. I was like, yeah, cuz when, you know, I worked I worked in healthcare mm-hmm. and oh, me too. you know the 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 big jab coming out, I sat and I'm like, this is going to turn this entire yeah. country upside down. And she's like, you're going to post about it, aren't you? I'm like, yeah. yeah. And she goes, you have been very quiet. And I'm like, I'm preparing for how I want to present myself because once it's on the internet, it's out yeah. there. Whether you have it up for 5 minutes, somebody's going to save it, gosh. screen record yes. it, it's out.
1: yes i've like put some stuff up and i'm just like maybe i should take that down and then i'm like well it's already out there who the fuck cares like who
0: cares yep but she's like hardcore liberal as well and she's like i don't agree with your post but i like it and i respect it i'm like thank you dear lord baby jesus can we get back to that mindset of i may not agree 100 percent but i appreciate and respect your opinion here is my opinion like I don't understand why we have to fight against each other. So, I love that you said you wanted to have your son grow up in the America that we had. Do you think mm-hmm. we're ever going to get even close to that?
1: Um, I think if I I don't know. I want to say yes because something that my mom told me um a while ago, she said we always like this life just kind of like cycles back to things. Mm-hmm. And eventually whether it be like a a uh what is it the oh god i can't even think of the word something blackout it was like so, supposed to happen for like 10 days or whatever like okay. a tech technology blockout blackout or something like that yeah whether it be because we're forced to or because we make our own decision to do that um do i think as a whole as society i think we're too far gone um to get back to the way that we grew up where everybody's you know um time to come home was when dad whistled or when the night, when the lights came on at night or when it got dark. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will make it my priority to raise him with the morals and the ethics of how I grew up. I mean, I live in a, I mean, we live in an apartment, so it's kind of like impossible for us to do that whole like way I grew up, but you know, he lives five minutes from his cousins. When I go over to his cousin's house with him, it's all right. Just stay in the cul-de-sac. Mm -hmm. unless, unless you are bleeding or you got a broken bone, I do not exist. My name is not mom. If you have an argument with a kid, like he came up to me when he was at his cousin's birthday party last week. And he goes, mama, go okay. Do you have a broken bone? Do you got, do you got blood? No. Okay. Figure it out. Yep, working okay. out amongst each other. And that's a problem with a lot of society now. So many parents fix their own kids' problems. That's why we have wussification of America. We do. It's because all these parents fix their kids' problems for them. That's why you have these kids that don't even know how to pay bills. Yes. They don't know how to pay bills. It's because their parents did everything for them. And I'm such an old school mama. And I think that every parent needs to parent accordingly to each child individually because each child is so different. Like, my mom did not raise my brother we, we were raised the same as a whole, but individually they disciplined us how we needed to be disciplined. Mm-hmm. And I'll be damned if I raise my son to be a victim, to uh not take responsibility for his actions, to like I raised him to say I'm sorry, not just sorry, because you're taking responsibility for the apology and then following it up with I'm sorry for da-da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. And um, whenever he goes into his room for timeout, he's, I'm like, you come out when you think that you're ready. I don't put a time limit on his, on his discipline being in his room. You come out when you think that you're ready because he, my boy is smart. Lord mm-hmm. have mercy. I think he probably got that from his daddy's side. I don't know, <laughs> but he, he, um, cause if I say, okay, you know, you got five minutes, he will sit there and he will wait for that time to go off and then he'll come up and be like all right well I'm ready and then he's back to being a little you know be being, being a little rascal mm-hmm. you know but I think it's up to, it's up to us parents to to uh bring back how we were raised mm-hmm. because society as a whole definitely is sure as hell is not going to yeah. uh, at all yep mm-hmm
0: when I started to post some of the political things on social media platforms, so many people kind of just gave me shit about, you know, well, you're a female. And, and I hate that because I always remind people, anytime you see anything that might be a little bit different, think back in history. When did someone who was so influential stay quiet? Yes, they didn't. And I think we need to come to terms that it's okay to speak out and have different opinions, which leads us into this, this next topic that, if you have that dreaded website and I'm not, you know, we all know what it is and yes. I can't stand it. It's some, it's a site that just absolutely. It is
1: evil. When I tell you like I got shit from people whenever they put, and they'll say that they didn't because they deleted the picture to fit their fucking narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, they put a, a screen recording of my son's haircut. And they compared it to me saying that I got it because it something, something to the effect, because if I don't quote them specifically, then they'll be the trolls that they are and say that, oh, we didn't say that. Something to the effect of I got my son's haircut based off of an ex-boyfriend, a recent ex-boyfriend. You can talk shit about me all day long. I do not care. Talk about how you think I've gotten fat. Talk about how my skin is this, that, and the other. Talk about how you think I spread misinformation. You talk about my baby. Mm-hmm. You talk about my baby for one ounce of your breath. You're done. Yes. You're absolutely done. And then they will sit there and they'll just spin things. And and it's I, I can't you cannot pay me to be in the same room and breathe the same breath as somebody that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Like you could not pay me to sit in a room with somebody who did something to me. But they can't stand me so much that they're gonna spend their whole day talking about me. I don't I can't relate to that energy. I yeah. cannot at all.
0: I think we're starting in this in this era of everything. Like I said in the beginning, social media, everything is at your fingertips. If you need a recipe, yes. you can literally talk I mean, I have the Google, which now I'm pretty sure I mean the government's listening and spying all the time. A hundred percent, <laughs> yes. I mean, it'll go off in the middle of the night and I'm like, Oh, okay. Um, I'm sleeping. Did you, did you need more information from me? Am I supposed to ask you something? But you, everything is so easy and Mm -hmm. you need a recipe. You ask something, you need Mm -hmm. to find a picture and you have 5 million available opportunities at the click of a button. If you, I mean, let's be real. TikTok. I've met, I met someone, um, probably not a good decision. Did I overlook those red flags? Absolutely. Did I know I was (laughs) absolutely, um, (laughs) But TikTok, you meet people, you connect with people. It's a giant yeah. online community. It's like online high school is now, I feel like, what it's becoming.
1: My but- God, and can I tell you, like, social media has been the best, worst thing that has ever happened to the society. Mm-hmm. But it, because it connects people that I never would have met otherwise.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: also, Mike Tyson said something to the effect of it as social media has made it to where people can say and do things without consequences. Yes it's made it real easy for people to talk shit without getting punched in the mouth. Yes. And that's what it is because these little keyboard warriors, they could just sit there and hide behind all their accounts and, or sometimes they even say shit with their accounts. Like who, like if they're, I'll give them that. If they got the balls to sit there and have their face on a screen and talk shit about me, I still think you're a very, very sad, sick individual to sit there and make your entire page about me. Mm -hmm. But at least you got the balls to show your face. But It has made, and what's so sad, Tabitha, is majority of the people that talk shit about me are not only women, they're mothers. Yes. They are mothers. And I just can never grasp that because Mm -hmm. I pray that they are not teaching their children or at least their children aren't seeing that they're typing this shit out about another woman and a mother. Yes. And. And and their children. I pray that their children don't see it. I I really don't. It's mm-hmm. it's very sad. It really yeah. is.
0: Yeah, we talked about like I said. I'm not even going to give these individuals the benefit of the doubt to even talk about mm-hmm. the name of the website but we'll just keep it vague and i'm sure if you if you have all the time in the world um can you please send some time my way because i would love extra time in my life i do would stuff. love
1: some of that time i've got so much shit to do i've got a list a to-do list today that my god i've got to get done yeah. but i've also got it like i've been working my ass off the last week and i'm like Brandon, you have not taken a day off in months yes like yep. you got which even today isn't even technically a day off because I'm doing the podcast with
0: you. (laughs) I'm like, I have like three different planners. I'm so OCD. Everything's color coded, like based on, okay, this is for social media. This is for the podcast. This is for business. This is for like influencing. So when we talk about who you are, the Mm -hmm. biggest, most important, like you said, job is being a mom. You Mm -hmm. have gotten so much negative feedback Mm -hmm. about posting Which is just mind-blowing to me because I feel like people are comparing other people to others. Like, oh, this person shows their kit. Well, that's great. If I walked around in my underwear, is the whole world supposed to do it? No. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So you get a lot of negative feedback because you do not show the face Of your son, like my son
1: that I grew in my womb, (laughs) wasn't I was in labor for 42 hours, had my stomach cut open. I don't believe that any of these trolls had their whole ass stomach cut open and gave birth (laughs) to my son. Correct. But like and the biggest I think their biggest thing is they said, well, if you go back far enough in your in your social media, in your Instagram, you'll see pictures of your son. Yeah, you will. You will. That was when my, which I I should have made, which I didn't, but here it goes back to, I didn't think that my social media presence would be what it is today. I was so naive. I did not know the power that social media had because it really didn't have a whole lot of power a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Like there was like, it was very, a very, very small percentage of society that had social media as their job. Now it's like, it's so common for people to have social media as their job, but yeah, so I I didn't create a separate page for my platform and connection to TikTok, which, you know, with Instagram, which I should have. But again, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And now my Instagram is grown. So now it's kind of at the point where I really can't start a new Instagram. But yeah, if you go back far enough, you will see pictures of my son. But it got to the point where I made a decision for myself and how I wanted to protect my son, because that is my job yes. as his mother. God specifically chose me before I was even born to be this little boy's mother. Mm -hmm. It's my job to shield him, to protect him from the evilness of this world until I feel he is ready to take it on. And I choose to not show his face. I'll post pictures. Very, very calculated, very God knows, have mercy, how long it takes to get pictures without his face in it. Mm -hmm. He's a wiggle worm. But I choose to not post him in, in videos that have his face. And I get so much shit. They're just like, well, you need to, cause people assume that I don't have custody of him. Mm-hmm. They're like, Oh, she never has her son. Why, why, why do you do? You, I didn't realize that you were, um, at the court hearing when we got divorced and you saw the paperwork of our custody. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if I do post it, but here's the other side of it. If I do post a picture of him or if I, there's, I think there's maybe like three or four videos of him on my TikTok without his face in it. Mm-hmm. Um, go be with your son, be present with your son. Uh, Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You just said she never has her son. She's not a present mother. Yep. Uh, she's always, I love this one. She's always going out of town. How could she have her son? Okay, honey, this is the benefit of being divorced. You get every other weekend off. Okay. Yep. (laughs) Like, I go out of town when I don't have him. I have majority custody of my son. Mm-hmm. He's at school during the day. And then when he wasn't, quote unquote, in school, he was at daycare. Mm-hmm. So I it, I, I choose to record these 15 to three minute, 15 second to three minute videos when he's not with me. And then I'll edit them when he's in bed. Yep. And it's just, it's like you and I talked about, it's never good enough, no matter what side of the coin you have. It is not good enough. Like my friend, Brittany Jade, I love that girl so much. She's she's big on social media and her and I have been friends for about two and a half years now. She spoke out on a mistake that she made. I'm not going to speak for her, but she spoke out apologizing
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that wasn't enough. People were giving her shit because she wasn't apologizing and then she apologized and then that wasn't enough. Well, you're only doing this because of this, that, and the other. But then when she didn't post an apology video for a few days, you should post an apology video. You really need to take, you know, accountability for your actions. And then she posted it. And then it's just like, I can't believe that you're still going on about this. And then now she went quiet because she's protecting herself. Oh, yeah, you would go quiet. You would go silent. What do you guys want? Yeah, it's what never do you enough. Want? What is No. What is the end goal? And that is my question. What is their end goal? What is, what is their, what, what would be their perfect end goal for us creators that they claim to not like, which there's a whole psychology behind that because it's, I I looked it up and I actually took psychology for about a year in college. And the same dopamine drop that your brain experiences, when you watch somebody that you like, you get the same experience whenever you watch somebody that you don't like. Mm-hmm. Your brain doesn't know the difference. So that's, they, they can sit there all day long and say, well, I don't like you. I don't like you. But their brain sure as hell don't know the difference. Yeah. But it's just, it's never enough. No matter what we do, we get shit. Yep. So it's just that's why I tell all these creators, I'm just like, just post what you want. Post what you feel comfortable posting because you cannot make everybody happy. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. And that's why I just, if I want to post a video of, of me lip syncing in a parking lot, good. I'm going to do it. Cause that makes me happy. Yep. And if I want to post a video of my son sitting right next to me with half of his face in the video, because I'm showing him, Hey, you take your mama out on dates. Cause that's how you treat a girl. Yep. I got shit for that video. I loved that video by the way. I it was it. so, and he, and what's funny is my son, nine times out of 10, I'll put the, I'll put the phone at an angle or I'll put items like right next to it. So he can't see it. Mm-hmm. So he, cause I don't want him to know what social media is. He, he does. Unfortunately,
0: mm-hmm.
1: he knows what TikTok is. He knows what sounds are like what certain audios are, but
0: mm-hmm. I,
1: I don't want him to one. He didn't give like permission for his face to be on Right. Line first and foremost. Um, but I just I want him to grow up simple and I want him to grow up slow. Mm-hmm. And that's my damn prerogative if I want to do that, because that baby came out of my womb. I grew him for eight and a half months. Yep. And <laughs> you ain't don't- nobody uh, like and I've got yep. this saying, unless you were there during conception, you do not get a say in how I raise my child. Not even my damn parents. I love my mom and dad, but they don't get a say in how I raise my child, and I will go to them for advice. But unless I ask you for your opinion on my son, do not open your mouth about him. Not one damn thing.
0: Yep. And you don't get that time back, I think, which is key. So many people are so intent on, you know, well, why didn't you post it this way? Why did you edit it this way? Why did you use this? That is your digital memory that you're freezing that moment in time with your son. So we don't have like the old school Polaroids. I mean, they have them now, which I'm like obsessed. I'm like, oh my God, they're coming back. But yes. We, I mean, I was looking through, I'm getting ready to move and I'm packing up my life. And it's so crazy because I'm looking at all of these picture books that I'm like, mm-hmm. we don't do that anymore. I can't even no. tell you like my best friend's phone number. So, I mean, if I like lose my phone or, I mean, I get that one call if I ever go to jail, knock on wood for something. Um, yeah. I wouldn't even know like oh, somebody's fact, phone number. I'm
1: the, <laughs> I'm the only one of us siblings, uh, one, one of us kids that has not been to jail.
0: <laughs> same, same. So I'm like it, it freezes that moment in time where you have that memory for yourself so yes. in all nice ways shape or form of saying this people like mind your own damn business because in 15 20 30 years from now we're not going to be sitting where we are so allow us to create those memories because now all of our memories of children are going to be digital so like yeah in your lane why is that so yes. hard a hundred. Well, it's because the reason why is because they, um,
1: the, the only reason why, and everybody knows this, this saying it's because they're unhappy with themselves Yep. that w- when you feel like you don't have control over your own life, you try and bleed on over into somebody else's life and try and control theirs. Mm-hmm. And I don't care how up and down these trolls swear. Oh, I'm happy with my life. Well then go live your life, baby. Go live it. I'm sure as hell live mine. Yep. Like, you're, you're real mad at how I earn an income.
0: Mm-hmm. Real
1: mad. And my favorite thing is go get a real job. Maybe that money hit my account share is real. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Like, go get a real job. You need to go. I'm like, okay, but if I were to have the quote unquote real job that I had two and a half years ago, working at a desk, waking up at 530 in the morning, only having an hour in the morning with my son, mm-hmm. driving an hour and a half to work, and then spending eight hours at a desk at a day, which there's nothing wrong with that if you choose to do that and that's what you want to do for your life. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I just wanted to do something else with my life. But then I only had two hours a day with my son. That's it. I wasn't able to go out of town when I wanted to with him. I wasn't able to do the things that I wanted to do with him. And I was missing out on so much, especially after I was a stay-at-home mom for three years with him. It was hard to transition that. And I have been able to make this a career which is a godsend because Mm -hmm. i'm able to have my opinion publicly and i'm not out there making somebody else money yeah i'm making myself i mean like granted i give my 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 manager 20 percent of my brand deals but i mean other than that like Mm -hmm. i make myself money i get to say yes or no to certain things i'm not sitting there typing at a desk all day long wondering okay well if i send this email if i do this if i do that Am I going to get, you know, reprimanded?
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and I'm not saying every single desk job is like that. That was just my experience with mine where I would walk in every single day thinking, okay, I can't mess up. I can't mess up. I can't mess up. Mm-hmm. And I was anxiety. Right? I loved my job in and of itself. But the politics of an office, yeah. my God, you could not pay me, especially nowadays. You could not pay me to go back. That's why I am like, come hell or high water. This will be my my job for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to sit there and wonder, okay, well, if I say the wrong thing, am I going to get fired? Because so-and-so got offended, which happened at my old job. They, um, pulled me into, <laughs> they pulled me into their office with my boss and my boss's boss. They're like, well, we heard that you did da." I'm like, I didn't say that. Mm-hmm. Well, we heard, I'm like, well, okay, we'll go hear it again. Cause you heard it wrong. Yep. Like I, I don't know what to tell you, but people get so bent out of shape about what I do for a living. And I just, I'm like, I don't understand that. I'm not mad at Kenneth down the hallway for doing God knows what on a Tuesday at one o'clock. I don't know what he does for a living. I don't give a shit why he's home playing the tuba. Yep. Like, I don't care. Which facts. There is actually a guy named Kenneth in my hallway. who plays <laughs> tuba. Dead ass. Hey Kenneth, how's it like, going? <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing at two o'clock? And he's like, he's like in his twenties. I'm like, what are you doing? How do you, like, I'm curious. I'm like, how are you making money? Like how? At like and you're home all day. You're mm-hmm. home all day.
0: Yep. Oh, and we touched on it earlier because for those that sit and say, "Oh, well, this is easy." There is not no. it's it's not a 7 to 4. It's not an 8 to 5. I mean, there's yeah. there's nights because I mean, we whether people sit there and say, "Oh, well, it's easy. How hard could your life be?" When you are on and you have to be turned on all the time of I mean, my brain, I get anxiety. I had anxiety working in the actual professional field. Um, I got COVID in 2020 and it wrecked. I was so healthy, weight lifted, wrecked my entire system. I now have a permanent neurological condition. Um, And so it gave me peace of mind to feel that I had control over my well-being and what my future looked like. If I Mm want to work 15 hours a day for a week... I can sit there and say, all of this, I did that. I have control. But it also brings up anxiety of, you know, people think, oh, well, it's easy. You have to do stuff constantly. It only works as hard as you work it.
1: Right. Right. And it's funny you say that because there was this one creator, uh, which the majority of people know who she is, Michaela. She's um, a beauty guru. Mm-hmm. She got a lot of shit for an old clip that circulated, which I don't get people keeping old clips of, of creators. That's weird behavior. Yeah. But anyways, like people keep keep that clip of me saying something about Morgan Wallen from October of twenty twenty. My God. Anyways, <laughs> like I don't even keep I don't even keep Photos for a year ago. I print that shit off and mm-hmm. I delete it off my phone. But, anyways, I guess people just have nothing better to do. Um, so she had a, an old video circulating where she just said, you know, this job is is not easy. It, you know, I didn't get done till 519, and da, da, da. And people took what she said as her job is harder mm-hmm. than a desk job. And that comment was taken so out of context. People, the, the comment, what the comment that she was replying to was saying that she didn't work, that she didn't work hard, mm-hmm. and it is a different type of. This is not easy. Yeah. Now, are there aspects of this job that are easy? Oh, my God, yes. Like, just today, I dropped my son off. I didn't sleep for shit last night. Mm-hmm. I, I'm talking maybe an hour. And I knew I had to get on with you. And I was like, All right, I got to at least, like, get something done. So I came back home, and I slept for an hour and a half mm-hmm. at 8 o'clock in the morning, you know? So, yes, like, I have the luxury of being able to do that. But at the same time, the hardest part of this and every creator will agree, is the mental toll this takes on you. It is the mental toll of never feeling like what you do is enough, no matter what you do. You're only as good as your last viral video. Being compared to other creators, feeling like you're going to be forgotten about. um, The amount of uh trolls that just feel like they have a say so in your life and anybody that says i mean what's funny is majority of guys don't like guy creators don't have a lot of trolls it's the women creators that have a lot of trolls because women i cannot relate to this maybe i've just got more testosterone than majority of women <laughs> i don't know i am not a jealous woman mm-hmm. if you of, of other women now if this now if uh, there's that's a whole other topic about a man but if A woman wants to sit there and do this, that, and the other with her videos. Girl, you make that cheddar. You go for it. I do not give a shit how you make your videos, what you choose to do. Mm -hmm. You will not find a negative comment on any video from me ever. You won't. Mm -hmm. I may have a negative opinion about it. I'm not going to post it because what is, what does it matter? It doesn't matter. Yeah. It does not matter. But the mental toll that this job takes is astronomical mm-hmm. and i did and yes there was anxiety linked to my you know desk job back in 2020 but that i at least to some degree could leave that at the door right because i got to come home and i got to separate it it's hard when you're your own boss you have to make your own hours you have to okay well if i don't get this done then i got to work on this tomorrow and and there was a whole bunch of shit that went down last year with when conservative TikTok decided to come after me for God knows what. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you Tabitha, not, not a lot of people know this. There was a point in time. It got so bad. I didn't want to be here anymore. I did not want to be here anymore. And Oh God, I hate even talking about this, but it's just when you, for four months, for four months, When you see video after video after video after video tearing you down, not only as a person, as a mother, Mm -hmm. being told you're not a real single mother because your child's father is involved. I'm sorry. I didn't realize that we were changing the definition of shit. Mm -hmm. Last I heard, I was single and I was a mother. Single mother. Okay. His dad is not living in my home. I'm raising my son when I have my son. Mm-hmm. And to sit there and be told all these negative things of uh, rumors and gossip of, she stole this brand. She stole this company's logo. She stole this company's design. She did this. She did that. I'm like, well, if I'm that shitty of a human, why am I even here? Why am I even here if I'm, if I'm that shitty of a human? So for four months, I would like for for anybody in a corporate world or anybody behind a screen who thinks that this job is mentally easy to go through what some creators go through on a daily basis of seeing people just for no reason, not like you. Mm-hmm. And after that, it, I, I got such a thick skin and a lot of people now are just like, well, you've changed. Well, you've gotten hard. Yeah. You're damn right. I am. It's called survival, honey. You had to,
0: mm-hmm. I
1: had to, I had no choice because the only reason why I stayed around for so after all of that is because I've got a little boy I've got to be here for.
0: Mm-hmm
1: and i had family that were just like brandy you got to you've got to separate this you've got to separate this job from your mental state and it still gets to me at times i'm mm-hmm. human it's going to get to me but it just baffles me that people think that it's okay to judge another human being based off of edited clips that they see
0: yeah
1: it is insane and Whenever somebody asks me, well, should I go into social media? Absolutely not. Do not do it because I've had to almost create such a wall around myself emotionally and mentally. And I know that people can see it from my videos, but I had to, to survive. And I had one of our mutual friends, um, tell me like a couple weeks ago, he was just like, you just seem different. Like you just don't seem like the same, like little, happy, go lucky bubble. And like, I am in, in personal life, in real life. I'm like, but internet strangers, they don't get that part of me anymore. Yeah. They really? don't. Um, and it sucks for the people and the followers that have been there, my tried and true, and I'll communicate with them on Instagram and, you know, in comments as my, you know, usual self, but they, they don't, it, it is a, and anybody should have this viewpoint. It is a privilege mm-hmm. to know me on a personal level. It is a privilege to be in my life. Anybody should have that. I'm not just saying for me to put myself on a high horse. You should have that same feeling about yourself. It is a privilege for anybody to know you. Yes. And this is a job
0: mm-hmm. at
1: the end of the day. I am here to not only help people through situations and be there for my followers to an extent, mm-hmm. but when you cut little pieces of yourself off and put them out on the internet, you don't get that back. You do not get that back. And that's why it's so important for creators to have the mindset of, okay, this is a job. Because the people that you think will be in your corner, they will they will turn on you in f- 0.5 seconds if you let them. And I experienced that last year where people that I thought were in my corner, they were like, well, I just don't want to get involved. I just don't want to this, that. Okay, well, you see that I'm drowning. Mm-hmm. I'm drowning. Right now, and you don't want to sit there and help me. All right, you're done. Like, and you find out who your friends are really, really quickly whenever you go through some shit online. Like, it's it's astronomical
0: with social media. We always talk about mental health, and I feel that this is such a topic that everyone. um, My opinion, for what it's worth, but everybody throws it out there, like mental health, mental health, mental health. Yes, yes. It's like you know we have to take care of ourselves, and then now it's like this huge thing of like. I feel like it's such a double standard and it pisses me off. And I have talked about it in other episodes. And you know what? If you're listening to this, you're like, well, I don't feel that way. Okay, great. So um, just go put a little sticker on your little star chart for the day that you are better than somebody else based on your opinion. Yay, perfect. But there's such a double standard that when you have a co-parent, so you have a single mom because like you said, your partner is not living in your house. You're a single mom and a single dad. Tell me if you agree with this. If a single dad goes out and has, like, let's say, an evening with his friends at Top Golf, or he goes to Check out a new barber shop. It's yay, you need you time. Yes. A mom does this and it is this uproar of like, well, why did you spend that much? Like they literally will go and like see, okay, how much did you spend on this? Okay, maybe I got it because I know this person or I have an arrangement or I have a business deal with someone. And then it's Mm -hmm. almost like, well, how dare you? Because you're taking time for yourself not your kid, or that money could have gone to something else, or how much money do you make? Why is there such a double standard between what is still allowed for a man to do versus a woman, especially when it comes to mental health and taking care of you first? Because like you said, if you weren't here, your son would be missing out on so much. If you are not mentally healthy, it's going to reflect down on your parenting. So why the double standard?
1: Girl, if I knew that answer, I would be a freaking bazillionaire. <laughs> it is so true. And it drives me crazy how sexism is so prevalent now and nobody talks about it. Mm-hmm. Nobody talks about how sexism is so just, it's, it's insane. If, if I go out of town, if I go spend X amount of money, which it's nobody's freaking business, how much money I spend on my hair that is on my head coming out of my bank account. Mm-hmm. You should spend that money on your son. You need to go. First of all, you don't know what I do with my son. You don't know how much money I have put into this little boy. Mm-hmm. So back all the way the fuck off. Okay. Yep. And secondly, if men go out, if men go out to the bar, if men go out and have a drink, yeah, guys night. Oh, did it go? Go live your life. You deserve it. You work so hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. But what, what, mm, what about me? She's always going out of town. Mm-hmm. Okay. What if I went out every single, every single night? What if? As long as my son is taken care of, it doesn't matter what I do. Mm-hmm. What I do outside of being a mother is nobody's business. Yeah, nobody's business, and it just it drives me up the wall how even still men get away with so much shit
0: mm-hmm. that
1: women are not allowed to do, and it's being, you know stay at home moms have like I said have the hardest job. And they're expected to do this, that, A B, A B all the way down through Z. Mm-hmm. And then they're expected to keep up their image. If they dress up, it's oh well you 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 you're you need to put that time and effort into your kids. If they dress down, if they're in sweats and a t shirt because they're so tired because their kids kept them up all night, you need to put a little bit more effort into how you look so that your husband will want you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, but men are allowed to look like slobs and that's fine. Or they're allowed to, you know, like nobody says shit whenever a man goes and gets like a $500 suit. Yeah. You don't hear shit about like, oh, well that money needs to be spent on your kids. Yep. I spent X amount of money on my hair every single like six to eight weeks and I got shit for it. And like, you need to, I remember this comment. It said, maybe if you spent more time with your son and less time traveling and going meeting random guys you would be a better mother. And I'm like, first of all, I would love to know these random men because maybe they were good. Maybe I could have been with them. I would love to. Who are these random men? I have never traveled and met some random guy that I just met like the day of or the day before. Yes, Mm -hmm. I have gone and met, you know, a a couple of guys that I was talking to for minimum a month, Mm -hmm. minimum. But even then, what does it matter? Like, well, you put it out there. Yeah, I put my life out there. I didn't ask for you to be an asshole. To me. Yeah. <laughs> like, you would never, and I don't care what they say. They're like, oh, we would. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't, Kathy. Nope. You would never say any of this shit to me in person.
0: Mm-mm.
1: Never. But it just blows my mind that people think that it's okay for a dad or a guy to sit there and spend X amount of money on his truck. Mm -hmm. x amount of money on his hair which men's haircuts my god my son's haircuts
0: $35 oh yeah how did that happen yeah I just talked to my boyfriend last night he's like I get my hair because he goes to like this fancy barber female and he's like I said how much do you spend he's like 65 55 70 and I'm like on a haircut he's like yeah and then she has my beard and she shapes everything and I'm like yeah. Good God, no wonder we're in a yeah. recession, my Lord. Right,
1: hello. But like, it's okay for men to go and spend thousands of dollars on their truck, mm-hmm. thousands of dollars on their motorcycles, on suits, on the guy's night, on going out, on this and that. But if a woman spends any amount of time away from her child, it is, you need to be spending more time with your child. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, why isn't that the same energy with men? Why isn't that the same energy with dads? Yeah. It's it's just not. And I I don't, I, it girl, I wish I had the answer to that because that, is the one thing that drives me crazy. I'm a bad mom. If I don't post my kid, I'm a bad mom. If I do post my kid, I'm a bad mom. If I don't take time for myself, I'm a bad mom. If I do take time for myself. So that's why it's so important just to do what makes you happy and try and not let these insignificant, small minded individuals run your life.
0: It's same with the body frame. I mean, we're getting into, you know, the gray sweat pant fall winter mm-hmm. season. And my boyfriend right. laughs. I'm like when I traveled to visit him in Texas, I'm like, you know, I would probably sell my soul for one day to be a man. And he's like, huh? And I'm like, you guys can get up, shower, brush your teeth, throw hair gel in, spray some cologne, put on a t-shirt and sweatpants, And you look phenomenal. But when women take the time, then it's like, well, I don't like this extra skin there. Or why do you do your hair like this? Because we, as women need to start encouraging other women of, Mm -hmm. I like that. I don't know why you chose that, but I like that. This is your style. I like it. Do we have to copy each other? No. We have to have our own sense of individuality. But why like that? Why is it okay for men's body frames? Because let's be real. Everyone's like, oh, the dad bod is in. Can we make a female bod that's in? Because damn, is it hard to lose weight? Come on. Right.
1: Like, my God. Like, I mean, it just, it it blows my mind that... There's like there was this one video that I did where, um, it was like a transition video, and I like transitioned from like sweatpants or whatever into actually what I'm wearing right now, um, into like this green satin dress. Mm-hmm. And then this one guy stitched the video, and I thought it was funny. He was being funny. I can take I can take a fucking joke, okay? I can. And he was just like, "Uh, ma'am, um, if you could give me back my curtains, that would be great." <laughs> I thought it was hysterical and there were people in the comments that were like, just giving him shit. And I was like, okay, like, first of all, it's funny. But then there were a few comments that were just like, oh, yeah, she definitely did not need to be wearing that. Like, you can tell she's had a child. You can tell. I'm like, excuse me? (laughs) First of all. After I had a child, I got all the way the fuck down to 115 pounds because I was so anxiety-ridden. I was a beanpole. Mm -hmm. Like, my legs, birds had thicker legs than I did two (laughs) years ago. Okay? Like, it was so bad. So, now I'm at a place where, oh, my God, can you believe it? I'm eating, and I've gained weight. Yes, I've gained weight in, in two years. But men are allowed to have that dad bod. Yes. When they didn't even carry a child. Yeah. And I have carried a child. I have had a C-section. I've always had that C-section shelf, yep. which is like the little bitty part, like above your, like the bottom. And I have a uterus. I have a <laughs> uterus that whenever it swells up during that time of the month, my lower part of my body gets bigger. Okay? Yep. My God. God yep. forbid. And it blows my mind that now, like, dad, which, I trust me, I love a good dad, but I don't, I'm high knocking that. Mm-hmm. I love that for, for all of us involved. But... It is, and it just goes back to the whole like guys can get away with stuff that, and I, and trust me, I am not a feminist. Mm -hmm. Never have been, never will be. I think that feminism is modern day feminism. Let me correct myself. Modern day feminism is incredibly toxic Mm -hmm. because I don't know what they, like, besides like, you know, society standards, what they can do legally that I cannot do legally. I'm not quite sure, like, where that whole spectrum is of like, we need the same rights as women okay or, or, or as men okay then let's go into a family courtroom as a man yeah let's go into a family courtroom as a man you want the same rights as a man all right go into a family courtroom mm-hmm. anyways that's a whole other topic but anyways <laughs> but it's so it's so true that like men can get away with the dad bod whereas women like we're expected to keep up this image yep and we're not allowed to to show like any trace of having a child or any trace of giving birth, but when we do, you need you obviously you obviously spent way too much time getting ready. You need to go spend time with your kid. Mm-hmm. My God, he's been at school since seven thirty in the morning, and I'm probably gonna take this makeup off, which is funny because I normally do take off like all my shit after I film a video and I just get right back into leggings and an oversized <laughs> t-shirt. I normally do. Yep. but the double standard of society it it just drives me insane and that's a part that I don't think will ever go away to be honest with you
0: yeah because it's not talked about yep yep I mean you look at Victoria's Secret my mom and I we shop all the time we're super super close and we laugh because we'll go and then she's like oh did you see and I and I look at people in public and I'm like and I question how I look and I, I maybe all women are like this maybe something I'm like there's these women that God, like high five more power to you. Like you can walk on water at this point because they're walking around in these crop tops and the leggings. And I'm like, and I worry about what I look like. Why? And then we walked by Victoria's secret. God bless them. They have this new line and it's for what they call plus size. And I'm like, we are,
1: I'm, I'm apparently plus size.
0: Yes. I go in there and I look at, I'm usually a small medium and I go in there and I'm like. This isn't even, like, half an article of clothing. Who is fitting in a small? Same with jeans. Like, I go through my jeans the other day. I'm like, if this does not depress a human being that has a uterus, like, okay, I'm in a size 26. But in this pair, I'm in a size 28 or 30. And in this pair, I'm like, I don't even, I can't even fit my thigh in there. And I'm like, and they wonder why we are against each other because we're comparing ourselves. That has to stop at some point. Yes. Because I've said this for so
1: long, women, for me, I know that whenever I get ready to go out, I don't dress myself up for men. It's for other women. Not in any kind of sexual way, but it's just a weird thing. And I don't know how to explain it because I will sit there and like, I saw this lady at Target the other day and her outfit was so good. And I noticed it and I was like, Your outfit is adorable. Like I will, I will compliment the shit out of somebody if I see them out in public. Mm -hmm. But I gotta sneeze. Oh god, wait, no, I don't know. (laughs) Um, but women, and maybe it's just me, women dress for other women. Yeah. And and I don't know if that goes back to like the competitive thing or the comparison thing. But like, yeah, I've got, I've got jeans that some are a size twenty seven, some are a size thirty one, and. Or somewhere a size zero, it, the vanity sizes or size whatever. And it drives me insane. And I hate trying on clothes to any capacity. That's why, like, whenever my manager sends me over deals of like clothing, I'm just like, I don't know, just tell them all size large. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I would rather be oversized to the max than it not fit.
0: Mm hmm.
1: And I will not go into any store and try on jeans. I just won't do it. Tops, yes. But jeans, even when I was super, super skinny, you could not have paid me to have gone and tried on jeans. Like, it's just one of those things that, I don't know, I haven't stepped foot in a Victoria's Secret in years. Like, God, I didn't even think they were still so around with how sexist they got them.
0: Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, we'll just pass by and, and just take a look and keep going. Yep. I know. Yep. So I always ask guests that come on, um, usually it's kind of like a, uh, a quick question that makes them think. So looking back, even from not even just social media, um, and TikTok and Instagram and all the platforms and all the hate, but also the positive, what is your biggest regret?
1: Oh man. God, that's a good one. I've never been asked that. Can it be like a specific situation? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, well, a lot of people know that I had a very, very, very public relationship mm-hmm. last year and, um, I wish I would, and I'm not like it, it would have ended anyways because he changed his mind on wanting kids. And I, I don't ever want that off the table. Mm-hmm. Um, even if I never do have any more children, I never want to be off the table. So it wouldn't have worked anyways, mm-hmm. but I wish that we had done a better job at protecting, um, the relationship. Because whenever you put certain parts of you out there, people feel entitled Mm -hmm. to know what happened. Um, and I understand why, because I'm, I can be a nosy Nancy, like I'm a nosy (laughs) Rosie with certain things. I'm like, well, they haven't posted each other in a while. I wonder what's going on. And everybody wants to know why. Mm -hmm. And that's why, like, I wish I would have done better by our relationship and protected it more and only put out certain parts. Like I wish I wouldn't have posted the first time I went and said, I love you to him. Cause that was such a special moment. Mm-hmm. And, but I, it was my first like public relationship. I didn't know what I was doing and I just loved being in love. And I wanted to show other mamas that, look, you can come out of a divorce and find the love of your life or who you thought was the love of your life. Him mm-hmm. and I are fine by the way. Like we've reconciled, like we're like on good terms. We're not getting back together, but mm-hmm. we're, Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I wish I would have protected that part of my life more. And, um, and now I've learned that there's certain parts, like I just said, like I said before, there's certain parts of my life that people don't get anymore. Yeah. And whether that be because I've been, um, what's the word? Not tainted, but like, you've
0: kind Oh of been, God, you've kind of been scarred. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a wound. Yeah. Yes. I wish I would have just scaled back quite a bit
1: from what I shared with the world because then it wouldn't be so, Oh, well now you've gotten hard. Now you've gotten, you know, like this shell of Brianna because they would never have gotten that part of me to begin with. But Mm -hmm. I just wish I would have protected that relationship more and the beauty of it and just not put every single detail of my relationship out there and just enjoy the little moments, Mm -hmm. you know, like I was dating this one guy. Um, you know, a couple months ago and there was a lot that I didn't put out there about our relationship and moments because I just wanted to be in the moment and I wanted yeah. to enjoy it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so if it's special to you, my God, like protect it at all costs because the second it's out there It's out it's it's hard to reel it back in and mm-hmm. the next guy that I date, I'm I've learned bit by bit that you just, you got to protect it because mm-hmm. social media will, will eat it up and spit it out. If it's not exactly what they want, or if it doesn't work out because God forbid we're human and we make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And so funny because, you know, all these trolls need to take the plank out of their eyes before they tell me about the speck in mine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they apparently have never made a single mistake in their life. Yeah. Um, I, however, have, and a lot of it's been put on the internet by sometimes myself and sometimes other people without me wanting it out there. But I just, God, if I could go back, I wish I would have protected that relationship a little bit more, like little moments, just like our parents meeting for the first time. Like, why did I need to do that? Mm-hmm. Why, why did I? Cause I wanted, I, I, I know why, like when you're happy, when you're in love, you want to show everybody and it's hard, but you know, to not show people, especially when this is what you do for a living. But one of my girlfriends, told me, she said, Brianna, just because you don't post, it doesn't mean it's not happening, mm. you know? And I'm just like, Oh my God, that's it. Yeah. Like it just, just because you're not posting, it doesn't mean it's not happening. We've become so addicted to the likes and to the shares and to the comments and to the, Oh look, and being circulated and, and talking like people talking about us mm-hmm. and being, we've become addicted to being relevant. Yeah. And That's what I think is so toxic about this society and social media being intertwined is people have become so addicted to the likes Mm -hmm. and addicted to oversharing. Like I have overshared a lot in the past and it's like whenever I go to the OBGYN and I, I, I I overshare with her every single time. (laughs) Like why? Like my legs are straight up in a stirrup. She's gotten farther than any man has in months. Uh huh. Yep. And I'm like, why am I telling you about this guy? I don't know. It's been two
0: minutes. Who are you? <laughs> yep. I always remind people. That's why I love asking guests that come on. Um, like, you know, what do you regret? Because I always try and remind people if if you're on social media and you're listening and you're sitting here going, Mm-hmm. Yep, I've done that. Give yourself some grace. Um I was in a I was in a long distance relationship and exactly equal of I wanted to share because you're you're in that happy moment and you're like, I want to feel this. And I want others to know that this is out there, but give yourself some grace because when it stops, we're learning as we go, we are human. We have a heart. We all have feelings. And at the end of the day, just because you don't see the bad, you don't see us breaking down. You don't see us crying. Doesn't mean we're not doing that in private. And as we learn our mistakes of our life, Like she said, we have that guard, we have that barrier, and it's a shell because at the end of the day, are you going to go up to a random stranger in a store and be like, oh, hi, this is who I'm dating. This is how much money I make. I pay this much on tech. No. Right. So it has to be accepted the same way on social media because, like you said, we're we're editing something. We are Mm -hmm. editing ourselves. So Mm -hmm. give us a little bit of grace. I mean. Yeah now everyone laughs. They're like, oh, you're in a new relationship and you, who is he? And I'm like, it, it's the most beautiful thing because he doesn't have TikTok. Oh, and I'm like,
1: oh, I love that for you.
0: You, you were sent from that. the heavens there, cowboy. Come on over.
1: <laughs> yeah. But it's so, but you know what, what you said, it's like a lot of people don't see, or majority of people don't see the, the breakdowns, the emotional breakdowns. Like, mm-hmm. You know, God, probably like two, three weeks ago, I was just laying in bed and I literally, when I tell you, I sobbed and I don't mean that being dramatic. I sobbed and wept for probably like 15 minutes because I was, I don't even know what came about, like what happened. But I just remember feeling like, uh, I remember feeling like a failure Mm -hmm. because no matter how much success I have in business, I'm still not where I want to be. And I thought that at almost 34 years old, I would have more children. I thought I would be, you know, married by now. And some lady said to me like last week, she was just like, I went to this restaurant and God love her. She didn't mean anything by it. She's very, she's probably like in her sixties or seventies or whatever. But she was like, girl, I haven't seen you in a while. Have you, you know, dating anybody? And I'm like, no. And she Mm -hmm. was just like, so it's been three years. You haven't gotten remarried. And I'm like, Nope. And she was like, well, don't let another three years go by. And I'm like, good, good. That's, that's fantastic. And like, I was at the park yesterday with my son and and I, and I saw this dad with his three little kids and his newborn baby. And I just, I thank God I have my sunglasses on, Mm -hmm. but I just started crying because every part of my being aches for more children. Mm-hmm. I cannot even explain it, but my end goal of a relationship is not marriage or children, because if that is the end goal, and I wish I would have told myself this when I was younger, if your end goal is marriage, or well, it needs to be to an extent, but you'll get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. If your end goal is marriage and children, you will settle just to have that. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I feel like a failure because every part of me wants to have that marriage. I want to have that, the more children and it's, I feel like a joke. I feel like a joke, especially whenever at times, not all the time, but at times, cause like I'll go out to events with my son where I see all these families and all these dads and all these moms, they're together. And, and I'm just like, and here I am the single mom. Three years later, you know, three and a half years later, not three and a half, three years later, still single. Mm -hmm. And I've had a failed public relationship. I had another failed public-ish relationship where people knew I was in a relationship. And that one was hard the last, like the last relationship, like Jimmy was, was rough breaking up because of all the aftermath that came with it. But this last one was rough too, because there were so many accusations and there were so many false things that were being said. And I was just like, I just want to be happy. I I thought that I had found somebody that I had something with. And then turns out it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And to have that, that's hard enough to deal with privately, but to have to deal with it publicly. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just hard to come to terms with because I do want that happily ever after. I do want that marriage and to not have it at almost 34 years old is embarrassing as hell Yeah. because my older brother has a very happy marriage been with his wife since they were 15. They've got three beautiful children. Um, my younger brother, him and his boyfriend, uh, which is funny. People call me, um, homophobic, <laughs> Um, And I love his his boyfriend so much. They've been together for like two and a half years. They live together. They're very happy. They're probably gonna end up getting married, adopting soon, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, what's wrong with me?
0: That's what you ask that... yourself. Yep. What is wrong with me, or what am I doing wrong? Yes. Mm-hmm. And like I this post
1: the other day that it's so true. It's like I get told by people, "You're amazing. You're this. Any guy would be lucky." Okay. Well, everybody's everybody's left left or there've been guys that I've chosen to not be with. So what is wrong with me that either I'm choosing the wrong men or they're just not sticking around <laughs> and it just starts to get to you and you get to the point where you're just so numb mm-hmm. You're so, and I'm so numb and I'm like, all right, if you stick around, you you stick around. If you don't, you don't. You're missing out on a great little boy and, and a, a, a great opportunity to be with somebody who is fantastic,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know. But yeah, that that's a part of me that most people don't know because I don't want to open up that part of me to people mm-hmm. because then they will make and I promise you they will make fun of it. Mm-hmm. I, I guarantee you on that site they're going to be like, oh, she's desperate. No, it's not desperate. It's it's wanting to be with somebody.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know
1: because we were not created by God to be alone. Yeah. He created Adam and Eve for a reason, you know, but I'm not just going to be with somebody just to be with somebody. I want to make that very, very clear. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be with somebody just to be with them, just to say I'm not single anymore. Like I am worth more than that. hmm Um, but yeah, it's, it's, and especially having the platform that I have, like it can scare some people. It scared one guy away earlier this year. He was like, your social media presence is intimidating. I'm like, all right, then bye. Yep. You're not the one for me. Yep. What I do for living, my guy, like, I'm not going to change it for you.
0: Yep. For women that are listening, that may feel that, I mean, for that, for that, wretched of a sight. Um, I am the host of this podcast. And I'm 37 and I've never been married. Um, I have been very, very transparent on my social media platforms um, of losing um, a child during a pregnancy. And I was only 20 years old. I didn't know how to handle that and um, kind of sent me spiraling. And I, I remind myself all the time. And for those that are listening, do you think for women, when we crave that sense of happiness, do you think that in the past, looking back that we have accepted, like, I know for me, I, I started to accept the bare minimum. Cause I'm like, okay, maybe yeah. I'm asking too much. So I'm going to dial back what I need, not what I want, but what I need, because what we need, and, and you did a video about this. of so like, okay, you're a, le- you're a level here, yeah. but I'm a level here. I think when we crave happiness so badly, do you think Mm -hmm. that in your past, you're outgrowing yourself? And that's kind of like you said, it's, it's intimidating for men or boys or whatever you want to call it. Do you think that you've accepted the bare minimum, or maybe not even your level of what you needed? And now you're feeling that sense of like, what is wrong with me? Because you're outgrowing what you wanted before and now what you need. Yes.
1: And I think what a lot of people fall into the trap of that I certainly have fallen into the trap of is we fall not for their effort, which is what we need to be falling for because Mm -hmm. their interest in us needs to be lining up with their effort. Yeah. Um, We fall for their potential Mm -hmm. is what we do. I 110% have fallen for a guy's potential of what I think he could be you know what i think he could be um or in the in the beginning be very careful of love bombing my god Mm -hmm. oh lord i experienced that recently and i because what happens is they love bomb you so hard especially in the first month to get you attached so then whenever their true self starts to be revealed at around two three months you're like well, this is not them. This is not how they really are. I'm just going to wait it out and hope that they come back around, Mm -hmm. which is what, which is the people like, why did you stick around for so long? Why didn't you leave? Well, because I thought that that's not who, I didn't think that that's who they were, were, was, whatever. Yeah, but- We, as women, we fall for potential and some men probably do too. I'm not saying that women aren't capable of love bombing. Women certainly are capable of that. Women certainly are capable of being narcissists, 110%. I'm just saying from my experience that in the past I have fallen for somebody, for somebody's potential and I still even struggle with that. Yeah. And I break my own damn heart. Because I'm just like, well, maybe, you know, I'm sorry, if I don't hear from you for an entire day, if you can go a whole ass day and not talk to me, boy, go two or three more days because you will go the rest of your life without talking to me. Mm -hmm. And it's so true. If you are, if a man is interested in you, you will know he will make it clear. Mm -hmm. If you are left confused, he does not like you. Mm -hmm. He may like the idea of you or the benefits that come with you. But he doesn't like you. He's not searching for your heart. He's searching for, you you know, that the Pikachu. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But it's just, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's just we've started to accept the bare minimum because and women all the time. Like, why are guys like this? Because we've allowed it. Yes. We have allowed them to do this to us. And women too. men who who have, you know, who are very old school, there's women that treat them like shit too. So Mm -hmm. it goes both. But men just don't talk about it because men are trained to not talk about their emotions because then they won't be men. Mm -hmm. But, you know, which I think is bullshit. I think that men need to be able to talk about their emotions. But, you know, I think that we as women, we just, we fall for the, we fall for the potential of, of men and we fall for the shtick. And I am very big now on, I'm, I'm just going to say this. I'm not going to sleep with somebody until it's three months into a commitment. And I'm not talking dating. I'm talking, we are together. You're not seeing anybody else. I'm your boyfriend. I'm your girlfriend. Yep. Three months,
0: mm-hmm.
1: three months. I am not sleeping with you. And my God, I hope if my significant other is listening to this, you ain't getting nothing for not that I have anybody, but it's yep. not going to happen for three months because psychologically, Somebody cannot pretend to be somebody they're not longer than three months yes they can't mm-hmm. it's impossible and I am tired I'm tired of giving pieces of myself away to ain't shit men that don't care about mm-hmm. my well-being I don't care about because I believe in soul ties Every, I mean whether you believe it biblically or emotionally whatever yeah once you sleep with somebody there's a reason why in the Bible it says to become one mm-hmm because you become a part of that person, whether or not you still have emotional attachment to that person or whatever. Because there's men that like, sorry, mom, if you if you're listening to this, yes, I've been with men. Anyways. <laughs> um, there's guys that I've been with, and I'm just like, I don't give a shit. I'll, like, I'll see you out and about. Okay, hi, hi, whoever. I don't even know wh- whoever. Perry. Yep. I don't know. Yep. But then there's some men that like, if I see them out, I was like, ooh, that stings a little bit. Yeah. Because we, and I'm I'm over them, but that that soul tie mm-hmm. we got to be careful about who we give ourselves to because that soul tie will forever be there and that could wreck a future relationship mm-hmm. you know but yeah i, I i'm i tired of giving myself to people yep. that don't give a shit about me yep and i'm doing that whole three-month rule that's just what i've figured out and i don't care if it's dry january dry december <laughs> whatever i don't care i can take care of that issue on my own sorry mom
0: Yep. Yep. <laughs> I always say, I've talked about in other episodes. It's a 90-day probation period. You are coming to interview and apply for a job. There's other applicants. I need to see who you are because the first month you're going to show up on time. You're going to show up early. You're going to bring- Robert, That
1: first month. Yes. And I'm telling you, Tabitha,
0: no man pursues
1: you harder than a man who has not slept with you yet.
0: Nope. I mean, it's like- All of these men showing up on the football team in the NFL, you're going to show up to practice, but are you showing up on the very first day of practice for preseason because it's a Super Bowl? No, you got games to play. You got work to put in. I need to see how you communicate, how you do as a team member. Um, You're applying and I mean, let's be real. We have to stop as women and when we see it all the time, I see all these memes about it and I'm like, yeah, girl. And then I turn around and do the same shit like I've done it all the time. You have to stop being a wife without even a girlfriend title, and we have to stop looking for men. I mean, I, like, knock on wood, I met probably, like, somebody from another universe at this point. I'm like, and now I'm like, how did I deserve this? What did I do? And all my insecurities are coming up, like, are you real? Is this really real? Like, I'm waiting on the shoe to drop, and it's not, but we have to remind ourselves, like, okay, we know what to do. We know how to act. Don't compare your life to other people's, But I'm giving you this challenge because I always say, oh, if you're a man and you're presenting yourself, it's that 90-day probation. Give yourself as a human being a 90-day probation. Like today, write the date down. For those that are listening, write it down. You have a 30-day probation, a 60-day probation, and a 90-day probation. What are your expectations for how you're showing up for yourself? What do you want to change? In that 90-day, if you're listening to this today, in that 90-day, go back, write it, put post-it notes on your mirror, whatever you have to do, get like dry erase markers and write on your mirror. I'm OCD. So I have to do that. I don't like clutter.
1: But right.
0: In 90 days from the date that you listen to this, and I'm going to check in with you too. I'm going to ask you don't, and you don't know. Oh like,
1: huh? yeah,
0: 90 day. I want you, you are interviewing and putting in an application for yourself personally, professionally, and like business, everything in 90 days. Everybody listening and including Brianna, we're all doing this together as women, men, whatever, because it's, it's for everybody across the board in 90 days, what are your expectations? And in 90 days, did you get the job with yourself or did you fail? Yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah. I- of- that is so good. That's mm-hmm. so true. Just I don't know. And, and I know for a lot of women, it's like, we think that we won't be complete unless we have a man, which is. The thing is is like I get all the I get all the time, oh, you don't need a man. I never said I did. I never said I needed a man. Mm-hmm. I would like a man to share all of my success with. I would like a man now, we're having a separate bank accounts, you're damn right we are. Yeah. And hell yeah, and we're gonna have that prenup, baby. Yeah. But um it would just be it would just be nice to Have some like that. Good morning text. That good night call. Mm -hmm. Like all that stuff is just—it's so nice. But Mm -hmm. I would rather have somebody. I would rather not have somebody than and be happy within myself than to have somebody who is one foot in, one foot out. Yeah. You know, and I just, God, I just, I get so like I get shit for being single, and I get shit for not being single. So either way,
0: never enough.
1: Never, yeah, it's like you You should be happy by yourself or, you yeah. You know, don't let three more years go by. Okay, mm-hmm. I won't.
0: Like I have a control over when my soulmate pops in or pops out because soulmates, you never know. Exactly. Know. Yep. So to close out this episode, I appreciate you coming on. You have a very busy life. We all have very busy lives. We're all over the place because mm-hmm. we just are in this giant hamster wheel of figuring it out. Yes. Um, I really appreciate your time and, um, to end this and close this episode out, I already asked you what you regret. And I'm going to ask, what are you most proud of when you look in the mirror without all of the chaos and you really look at you because at the end of the day, you are the only person that knows you. What are you most proud of when you look at Brianna? What are you most proud of for her?
1: Oh my God. I'm crying. just even, Like after you said that, like I immediately knew, um, I didn't think i would I didn't think I would be able to make it um as a oh my God as a single mom I didn't think I would make it mm-hmm. um I was told I would be nothing, and I was told I was lucky to have that person because I wouldn't make it um and I lived with my mom and dad for six months after my separation and my divorce. I didn't have a car. I drove my dad's truck until I could save up enough money um, to buy my own car. And I'm proud of the life that I've been able to give my baby by myself.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And I just want to encourage other mamas that if they feel like they can't do it, I never believe in staying together for the kids. Mm -hmm. I know that that's a controversial viewpoint. But your babies, both men and women, dad and moms, they deserve to have a healthy, happy mom and dad. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying don't work through your issues and go to counseling and figure it out. But if you've exhausted yourself or if you are in an abusive situation, my God, your babies deserve better. And I'm so damn proud that this entire apartment, I I know like I get shit for living in an apartment, but this is, I may rent it. Okay. Mm -hmm. But this is mine. Mm -hmm. My name is on it. That car out there is in my name. The, the, my son is is able to have all this stuff because I decided to not be a victim
0: mm-hmm.
1: and to move forward and show my son that you can be successful um, by not being a victim and by putting one foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. and it, being a being a mom is is hard but being a single mom is even harder. Um, and it's just, it's just so crazy to me that two, three years ago I was sitting there and I had no bank account. I had nothing, nothing. I left with my clothes and half of my baby's clothes. And that was it. Mm -hmm. And here I am paying for Botox every (laughs) three, three, four months and paying for my hair, going to Nashville, having brands, wanting to work with me, having people recognize me. And I'm not saying like that's the end all be all of happiness or whatever, but it just coming from what I was three years ago and even last year to not even wanting to be around Mm -hmm. to having what I have is just... My God, I don't know many people that have gone through shit that I've gone through. Half of what I've gone through, and a lot of shit people don't know about, mm-hmm. um, and they will never know about because they don't get to know that part of me. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it gets so much better, and oh my God,
0: way to go! Eleven thirty
1: seven in the morning.
0: I mean, you can take your makeup off, get back in some sweats, take a nap. Like we're not joking yes. over here.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: I always ask those questions, especially with those guests that we don't know who you are. And the reason yeah. is acceptable that we don't know who you are because we don't have to, and we don't deserve yeah. to. And I always say when we allow you in, it's like, you're getting a wedding invitation. You, we want it to be spectacular and amazing. And we want you there because you support us and you trust us and you love us for the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. I treat- yeah my life and my relationships as it's a wedding every damn day. I want you there. I'm going to eat the cake. I'm going to get fat, yes. And that's fine. But I want the people in my circle that know me to support me. So yes. everyone asks like, why are you having her aunt? Because every person deserves to be heard and listened yes. to two different things, respected mm-hmm. and just I hope for listeners that may that may have said, like, I don't really know if I like her. I don't really know if I don't like her. I hope you leave this episode and say, wow, like, I know this. The light bulb is on. But we're all a human being. And at mm-hmm. the end of the day, don't be hateful. Don't be nasty. Don't be ugly. And if you do, how is that going to affect your life in 10, 15, 20 years? Is that going to get you ahead of the game? Or is that just going to detour you? Because we're all on this path to help each other and that's what we need to be doing.
1: Yep, exactly. Could not agree more.
0: Yep. Well, thank you for coming on. Um, look forward to seeing everything that happens in your life. Um, and hopefully you in 90 days get the job for yourself and you just mm-hmm. continue to excel in life. And I love that you love your life enough to keep it private. I respect that a hundred percent and we love you. And you know what? There's moments that we may not agree with you, but I think as long as we just remember to be positive and grow with the process, Mm -hmm. it's just going to make us a better person.
1: Yeah. And it's
0: okay that I'm not the same person
1: or posting the same content that I did post six months ago, a year ago, like I'm growing and
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it's okay. Like I I'd never want to be the same person my entire life, it's it's impossible, and I get comments all the time of like, "Well, you don't post political stuff anymore." I'm like, "Well, I do sometimes on my Instagram, but it's so censored on TikTok, and mm-hmm. it's at the point now where you either get it or you don't. Yeah, you know, I'm done trying to convince people that Biden's a terrible president. If you can't see that, my God, just go look at the gas prices. But you know, but I do want to thank you for having me on, and yeah. I don't share a lot of my personal life anymore just because. Mm-hmm it's just that it's my personal life. I wouldn't go up to some random stranger and be like, Hey, did you know that I just did this or that I did that? So I'm certainly not going to do that for strangers on the internet.
0: Yeah. Well, we appreciate everything that you have shown and what you will continue to show. And at the end of the day, we're not even sure how long, I mean, there was a day that the, uh, the TikTok app crashed and that was probably the best day of my whole life. Cause everybody's numbers were the same. Everybody was at zero. So zero. You know, it's just a reminder. It can can come and go in a heartbeat. And as long as you post things that make you happy, leave that digital footprint for your life, and then you do what makes you happy every single day, that's all that matters. That's right. You got that right. (laughs) This is Little signing off. Thank you for listening. I'll see you for the next episode. And thank you so much to all of our sponsors.
1: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Little Bit of Life. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow on your favorite platform and interact with the podcast Facebook as well as on Instagram at littlecute1az. We'll see you next time.